With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The Cayman Islands National Weather Service releases a severe weather notification. Radio Cayman's John Anglin has more. The Yucatan Channel, extending to the extreme northwest Caribbean, has been marked by the NHC as an area of interest for potential development of a tropical disturbance over the next five days. Regardless of an organized disturbance being formed, severe weather conditions are likely over the next five to seven days across the Cayman Islands. Thursday to Sunday are the days expected to be the most significant impacted, with thunderstorms listed for Thursday, Friday and Saturday and showers for Sunday. For more information, visit weather.gov.ky and the Cayman Islands National Weather Service's Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash CINSWS. You can also contact the Weather Service at metoffice at gov.ky or call 945-5773. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The National Weather Service will continue to monitor developments, of course, and issue warnings and advisories as needed. With a number of events scheduled for the Queen's Jubilee Celebration Weekend, we'll update you on cancellations and postponements as they are officially confirmed. To police news now, after a stabbing this weekend, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service investigates a report of shots fired in Georgetown early this morning. Just after 1 a.m., officers say people in a vehicle were brandishing a firearm and shooting into the air on Shedden Road just west of Printer Way. The people drove off toward North Sound Road. Police say they later found the vehicle involved on Miss Daisy Lane in West Bay. One man took off when officers arrived, but another was arrested near the vehicle, a 25-year-old West Bay man. Anyone with information or who may have witnessed the incident is asked to contact Georgetown CID at 949-4222. We have formal identification tonight of the person killed in a crash last week. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. A 49-year-old Kenyan national living in Cayman was killed in Thursday morning's crash near Safe Haven Drive on West Bay Road. Police say the victim is Anwar Ali Bakari Abdurrahman. A Honda Civic and Hyundai Santa Fe collided around 4 a.m. on May 26th. Mr. Abdurrahman was in the Honda Civic, which was so badly damaged, firefighters had to extricate him from the vehicle. A 24-year-old West Bay man in the other car has since been arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Public Health releases the COVID-19 figures for today with 87 positives on Friday, 41 on Saturday, and 31 on Sunday. Cayman is seeing a decline in the number of active COVID cases, with the islands now with an estimated 1,432 cases. There are seven people currently in the hospital for COVID-related causes. Of these, four are unvaccinated. The seven-day rolling average for the 30th of May is 77, and health officials say 13 new cases of COVID have been added in the sister islands, with active cases now at 54. The country's director of Customs and Border Control takes to Radio Cayman to address mounting public concerns about the recent migrant influx. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the details. Under international and local law, Cayman has a number of requirements when it comes to the treatment and processing of refugees, some of whom are seeking asylum. Many people have said, but most of these migrants are economic migrants, so we should just simply take them back to Cuba. While that is true based on the evidence, there's due process that they're, they're entitled to. And so we have to put them through that assessment process, determine what their status is, whether they qualify for political asylum here or not, or whether they are in fact economic refugees. But we can't simply make that decision in the absence of of due process. And that's where the convention and our local legislation comes in to make sure that, that we are compliant. 
CBC Director Charles Clifford also shot down recent calls for the Coast Guard to hit the waters in an effort to intercept migrants before they land in Cayman and turn them away. But it's not quite as simple as that. First of all, the were we to do that, the Coast Guard would be required to bring them here in any event so that they could be processed in accordance with the law. But more importantly, because of that, there's really no value in intercepting them at sea when those resources should be deployed on drug interdiction and firearm interdiction mm-hmm. duties. So we, we don't want to misplace our priorities here in, in this respect. Another concern has been the cost, which is estimated to be about 100 to 250 Cayman dollars per day per migrant for things such as housing, medical treatment, food and security costs. There are currently 175 migrants being housed on island. And with the potential for more to come, Mr. Clifford says his ministry is getting prepared. Our ministry, the Minister of Border Control and Labor, is looking at alternative migrants accommodation. Um, we had in the past a, a tent city in 1994 when we had a very large influx of, of Cuban Huge. migrants in a very oh, short period. Yes. In a very short period of time. So we're looking at some type of similar alternative accommodation in the event that we are faced with that again. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. This is starting to become quite overwhelming. CBC Deputy Director Gary Wong tells Radio Cayman of the migrants currently being housed on island, more than 110 have arrived this year. The oldest being 69 years old and the youngest out of lot is 18. We have 35 housed at the Gun Bay Civic Center, 7 to 8 at the CBC reception area, and we have uh, 60 at rental apartments. The remaining were being housed in the BRAC on Friday, as CBC made arrangements to provide housing in Grand Cayman. Mr. Wong says the interview process and assessments have started, clearing the way for a determination on their asylum applications. And in a recent departure from the norm... The majority of them come in here now. Mm-hmm indicated that Cayman is their destination. Assistant Director Joey Scott says it's now a matter of determining whether the migrants qualify to stay or whether they need to be repatriated. We can have an interview done in a day, but the assessment is what takes the the length of time. If an applicant is going to be approved, it can be done instantly. If we can't find a reason, we have to justify for each reason that they perceive they should qualify, why they do not. It can range anywhere from a month to a year, depending again on what they've said, the amount of research that has to go into it, and more importantly, the volume of applications that we have. Mr. Scott says at the moment there are about 130 applications pending. The Cayman Islands broadens its list of agricultural imports from Jamaica. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens reports. The produce that have been added to the list are plantain, breadfruit, soursop, as well as blanched and frozen ackies. This comes under a new import-export arrangement between the Cayman Islands and Jamaica after the Ministry of Agriculture approved the expanded list of agricultural produce. Minister of Agriculture Honorable J. E. Banks, who recently visited Jamaica and held bilateral meetings with his counterpart in an effort to strengthen local food security, said the new arrangement will allow the Cayman Islands direct access to high-quality and fresh produce from Jamaica. He states, with the ongoing and increasing threats to global food supplies from climate change to the war in Europe, expanding intra-regional trade within the Caribbean is critical to our food security and economic stability. Under the agreed import conditions, all exporters from Jamaica must have a valid import permit from the Department of Agriculture to Jamaica's Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries Plant Quarantine's Produce Inspection Officers. Additionally, the produce must be sourced from farms registered and 
certified by Jamaica's Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries. All commodities intended for entry into the Cayman Islands must be inspected and certified to be of good quality, clean, free of pests, soil and foreign matter by authorized officers from Jamaica's Produce Inspection Division at approved packing houses or at designated export complexes. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The produce can be imported to the Cayman Islands effective May 23rd. COVID has had a big impact on local students to such an extent that government is helping parents who need to make alternate arrangements for their kids to sit the CXEs. The Caribbean Examinations Council, CXC, allows candidates to sit exams that they previously missed due to illness or other unavoidable circumstances during the next sitting without the need for re-registration. Director of the Department of Education Services, Mark Ray, tells Radio Command that students affected by COVID can defer until the next available sitting in January or next June. Parents will need to notify their school, however, at least one day before the scheduled date. Our schools are eager to facilitate this process. However, candidates must notify schools of their intention to defer promptly to ensure that the process goes smoothly. For more information, you're encouraged to reach out to your student's principal. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.